everyone. What's up? We're here on ARW Raw with the incredible Chelsea Coy. Woo! Hello. Thanks We're for having out me. Here. <laughs> Woo! The podcast finally made it out of the group chat. Let's go. <laughs> I know. Oh my God. <laughs> Oh my God, what have you been up to? It's been so crazy. Um, we're about to go to Mexico to start planning our elopement. So it's very busy over here. <laughs> That's exciting. Um, just a lot of work. A lot of briefs are coming in for 206. And um, I'm making a lot of music and writing. And I'm, yeah, just trying to keep my head above water as usual. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I'm about to head out to the studio myself to finish my new song. Pour it up. Woo! Yay! So, Can't wait to hear it. Yeah, and I'm definitely going to be submitting that to you and my other new song, Running Around Me. Um, for everyone listening, all the Westies, all the 206 Chelsea Coy fans, um, I am an artist signed with 206 Music, which is a music licensing agency where they pitch different... Uh, I guess you could explain it the best. Yeah. The best <laughs> different, different entities is where you pitch. Yes, we, um, we have a roster of over 200 artists. We have... Um, we pitch songs that are non-exclusive and one-stop, which means that, you know, if an artist submits to us, they have the uh, um, rights with all of their co-owners to pitch the music to us non-exclusively. Um, and then we are kind of the middleman between the artists and um, composers and the music supervisors that have all of the opportunities. So um, it's been really exciting this year. Um, we've gone to a lot of events met a lot of people um made a lot of great connections and um yeah we're we're getting all the briefs and trying to fill them and um it's just it's a really fun uh, fun thing I don't even think of it as work anymore so I love it and um how I met Chelsea for everyone listening is she's a fellow USC alum and she is really awesome in the sync community and I met her through my friend who works at Flavor Lab Kyle Guppy and my other friend Juliet Lyons from the Grammys. So everyone was telling me her name. They were like, you got to talk to Chelsea Coy. You got to talk to her. And I was like, who is this? So then when I hit <laughs> up, I was like, oh my God, you're so awesome. Because I think we originally connected and we originally want to work together because you really love how I have like the girly pop girl power music. And plus we're also both really into vintage fashion. So I was like, <laughs> I was like it's a done deal. And um, I work with you guys and, you know, I work with some other people. And like, I think it's really cool that you really encourage artists. Like I got so many offers before um, signing with you that were like, Oh, we're exclusive. Like once we sign your song, like you can't even put it out or you can't even do this or that. And like, I love how 206's model is so open for artists. And so like submit all the time. And like, here's these briefs for like all these different huge opportunities. And like you actually <laughs> get feedback on the music. You know what I mean? That's it's so awesome. Yeah, I mean, that's why we started it. We're all artists ourselves. Um, I own the company with um, Alex Helton and Lauren Light, and we had extensive catalogs, each of us. So we kind of decided to put our um, heads together and, and pitch as a collective. And it, you know, a couple of years ago, we started signing other artists to um, expand, you know, our I guess genres and um, availability for briefs because we want to kind of fill every brief that we get obviously there are some that we can't that are like asking for music that is actually from the 90s or from the 80s um, not just like sounds like so you know there are opportunities we miss here and there but um, we do want to be the agency that people can go to for whatever their needs are. No, yeah, literally. And, like, that's why I work with you guys. I literally only work with you. And do you know Elaine from Unicorn Sync? Yeah, of course. Yeah. yeah. So I work with her, too. I work with, with both of you guys. And, like, awesome. I, yeah, like, I really, this is not to be sexist toward any men out there, by the way, just to everyone listening to this podcast. But I really prefer when there's women pushing my music and, and trying to get it placed because they understand where the song is coming from. You know what I mean? I love I love working with other independent female artists who get it, you know, like I would never work with a sync house where they don't actually make music themselves and they aren't women or they aren't from that type of background where they see where women are coming from in the song. I love, I love you. I love Elaine. I love all my female, um, <laughs> male and male sync friends, but like, I love having, especially women push my music. Cause I've, yeah. I've just told no by so many men. Well, you, you guys have, um, you know, your guys awesome, but you know, you know what I'm talking about in general. Like I I've just been told so many times, no, so many no's so many times by men in the music industry. And like, when you heard my music, you were just like, Oh my gosh, like I totally see like what this is getting at, you know, and it feels so good to, to have someone listen to your music and actually like see you. Right. Right. 
yeah and <laughs> and to see the like possibilities and the the opportunities that keep coming along and just knowing that something is right for for a future brief exactly or like even just getting the feedback of like oh we can't use this but we could use this oh we can't use that but we could use this like that's really affected my um production line like for everyone listening um i just started working with a really great new producer my friend derek and our goal is to put out a seasonal ep so four times a year we're going to be putting out a six track ep and we've just been working nonstop. i actually have a home studio so i've been recording new songs every single week writing um collaborating with huge artists uh, i have some ndas so i can't say yet but obviously chelsea you'll hear about that later. <laughs> awesome <laughs> but, you know, that's so exciting yeah Congratulations. It's, so exciting. it's so exciting and awesome and like you were telling me um on the phone earlier you know you go to all these events and you meet all these people and i think i guess to start off the show um just my main message to you and to everyone listening is that like chelsea is really authentic like we made sure we negotiate our contract so it benefits us both. Like she like pitched my music with her co-owners, like really religiously like pitching me. And like, I just want to say like, you're so awesome because there's so few people who actually keep their word. Like I've been offered so many deals over the years where people are just straight up, you know, they're just capping, they're just liars and they don't, they don't actually like execute or push you at all. Right. Yeah. You never know. It's it. I mean, really at the end of the day, it's all about the opportunities that come along our desk and the, and the artists that we have that can fill them. I mean, obviously not every opportunity is, is going to be for every artist, but exactly. um, that's kind of where we come in and we, we have our expertise from just being in this field for, you know, six years and um, meeting enough people going to enough panels to kind of hear the same thing. Like don't, obviously you don't want to pitch your music for something that it isn't right for. You don't want to um, send something even if, you know, and be like, Oh, this will work for everything. Cause it usually doesn't, doesn't. And it will like put you on the radar of people in a negative way. So um, yeah, for anyone out there listening, like if you think your music is perfect for everything, it probably isn't. So yeah, um, <laughs> the, like, the goal is to have enough, it, it, as many monikers as possible, but to be authentically yourself in every single moniker. Um, I have three monikers that I release music under and um, I try to bring my my own flair to each one um, differently. So yeah, you can, you can definitely expand your horizons and kind of like um, try to fill every gap, but chances are you're not going to fill every gap with your own music. So um hence why we started signing other artists <laughs> yeah no literally and that's so smart and I think your deal that you have is so fair like obviously I'm not gonna like air that on the show but like your deal on the back end is very fair and like they're you know, especially moving here at 18 from Washington, D.C., you know, my whole story, you know, I moved here to go to USC, business entertainment, I got sick, you know, and uh, woo, fight on. <laughs> oh, you know, I moved out here with literally two bags. I was I was just at a meeting with, um, I told you, Eric Ziegler last night at the sunset, and he was, like, asking me a lot about, like, how I got to this level I'm at right now, and I was, like, literally, I moved here, like, with, like, $200 and two bags and, like, went to USC and just, figured it all out and I think those are the best type of people and like when I met you I knew you were that type of person where it's like you literally just like threw your stuff together figured it out and you make it happen (laughs) and like that's just a good way to be like and I think when you're making music um it's all about understanding where you're wanted and where you're needed so like you said right you're going to be setting up briefs that like we need a ukulele cover of you know I love rock and roll and it's like obviously not everybody's gonna have something like that so you know yes like you said, pick and choose your best, uh, your best, you know, placements or your best, your best op- opportunities and see where you fit. A lot of people, um, I think over, overstep in that side of the industry. And I guess that segues me into my next question for you, which is how did you like start making these connections with these, um, these studios and these, um, these organizations that are requesting the music placements from you? Yeah. So, um, When I first, I'm from Southern California, um, and then my husband and I moved to New York for four years. And when I came back here in 2017, I was kind of a little bit lost and and full on depressed. So (laughs) I was like, "What the fuck am I gonna do?" I I left um, a band in New York, and we had just put out an album, and you know we had some success with it. And I moving back here, it was kind of like starting over a little bit. so I was looking for ways to kind of be creative and um, get more songwriting like under my belt. Um, and I found 
you know, a, a course for like online course for sync licensing. And I'm like, I've, I've heard about this because I went to USC's business music school and <laughs> obviously, and um, uh, yeah, I just didn't think of it when I was in school because I always wanted to be an artist. And I was like, no, no, I'm going to I'm going to sing. I'm going to songwrite. I'm going to do my thing. Um, so I never really thought about doing sync licensing for some reason. Um, it used to be, it used to get a bad rap that like you were a sellout if you, you know, sold your songs to, to an ad and yeah, I, I always had like negative con connotations with it for some reason. Stuff. I see what you're saying. That's what people said to me at first. They're like, oh, you're going to write jingles. It's like, no. Yeah. But, <laughs> you, know? you know, as an artist, you have to be resourceful and you have to kind of go where the money um, is and yeah. I know like making music isn't about making money but um, it's about making art but if you're you can't be a starving artist forever you have to you have to like pay your rent um, so, <laughs> so yeah I looked I looked into this online course I I started I paid and I took it and that's where I actually met Lauren and Alex I started working with both of them I started writing songs with them um, and yeah, we just kind of over the course of like a year, we had gone to a bunch of panels and events um, with this course in, in LA um, and met a shit ton of people. So it's really all about like networking, making friends. Um, I I love the uh, phrase I first heard like the first year that I was um, working on sync is to like network linearly, like network with the people that are at the level you're at, because you're all going to be at a different level in the future. Um, exactly. And a, a rising tide lifts all ships. So, and I've always been a strong proponent of like, there's enough opportunity for everyone. You don't have to cut anyone else down so that you can succeed because there's enough to go around. Like, yes, it's competitive, but the little fact most people don't know is like, a lot of people are all talk and they don't do shit when it comes oh, literally. to like, <laughs> like actually by this, this day or they, and they won't have it, you know? Right. Right. So like nobody follows through. So if you are following through, you're like 90% of the way there. You just have yeah. to make sure you're making good music <laughs> and you're like doing your yeah. research. Literally. Um, and I feel like a lot of people skip the research part. Like the, the best part for me was when I first started getting into sync is like, I started listening to, um, ads and TV and film in a different way. Like I, I wasn't just watching them anymore. I was listening and actively yeah. listening. So I was like, what are the trends that I hear in this ad? And what are, um, what am I hearing in this, in my favorite TV shows? Like maybe I could write music that would fit for this. So it's kind of like doing everything backwards. Um, that's like, how I do it. You just listen and see what's going on and what, where the industry's going in terms of sync. And then you exactly. Like what could, what type of song could I write? Like I've been watching a lot of Married at First Sight or like a lot of Love Island and stuff like that. Then I figure out, okay, who's who's uh, the music supervisor? Okay, let me get an informational meeting with them. Let me figure out what they're looking for for next season. Or I talk to you I'm like, hey, what what type of BPM are you looking for? Oh, 150 BPM for hip hop. Oh, okay, then I'll I'll start. You know what I mean? Like figure out what they want. You know? Right. Reverse engineering. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Reverse engineering it. And I just want to say like Lauren and Alex are so awesome. Like. I'm so glad that you guys made this company because I just instantly felt right at home. And like, you always give off the energy that you actually list, like you said, actively listen to like everything in TV and film and commercials and all of that jazz. And, and <laughs> you, that, that way you can listen to your artists who are submitting and be like, this works, this doesn't work. Like, you know, and then the artists can get some sort of feedback like, Oh, okay. So 206 wants these type of songs or, they want those type of songs. Let me figure out how I can make more like this because that's clearly what's in demand. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's a good way to go. And so then when, then when you started listening more actively to the TV film uh, commercials, all of that, is that when you started shifting your songwriting or would you say that it really stayed the same, but you just kind of like, I guess, tailored it a bit more to like being more generic for TV film. Um. Yeah. I, I mean, for a while I was writing to brief like the, in the beginning and I still do write to brief sometimes, but yeah. Um, I try to just write songs regardless of if I, you know, I don't have like something in mind. I mean, I'll, I'll put parameters on if I'm like with a collaborator and I'm like, Hey, this, I was watching this show the other night and I heard this song. I think we could make something like this, but that's kind of the only like parameter I give myself. Um, lyrically, uh, I, I don't really 
shy away from anything. Yeah. Um, because most supervisors want real artists. So they're not really yeah. looking for sync artists these days. And that's what I love. That's why I'm so right. happy. Because when I first got into the industry in 2016, they're like, no, like we're literally looking for jingle writers or we're looking for producers who can just like sell sell us 500 beats in a pack, you know? Right. Yeah. And and there still are like production houses that do that, you know, cheaper music. And they're get the music is getting better, but I think a lot of a lot of those production houses like they're a specific thing so well, it's like um, catfish or like that type of stuff where it's just like right um my Background friend music. actually does that and he's like he said like it's not good pay but like i teach music at night and like you know it's like one of those jobs where it's like if you're not a songwriter and you like want to just do beats that's fine but like i'm glad that they make space for like um for actual artists as well and that you can shazam the song and you can hear who the artist is and that type of stuff. I think that's really what they're looking for now. Right. Yeah. They want, and you don't even have to have a big following under your like artist name. Like, like I said, I have three monikers and one of my monikers has like no following, but what are your monikers? I know that you, I know that you have a lot of different um, people you work with. Yeah. So I, I don't release a lot of my music. Usually I'll release something if like I get a sync and then it's coming out. So, you know, people can find it. Um, but checks um is a a project that i'm that i do with alex um helton and he is all he's a producer um he's so dope. he he's what i said he's dope <laughs> yeah he's awesome i love alex um but we've been working together probably like since the beginning like 20 2017 2018 actually yeah 2018 um and so we put together this group that's checks um chelsea and alex it's so, so cool it's like <laughs> we, the- Right. (laughs) We do like indie pop, uh, hip hop stuff. And it's really fun. It's it's kind of got like a musical theatery vibe sometimes because I we're both like obsessed with musical theater. So God, yes, (laughs) I love um, not to be like so basic, but I love uh, Hamilton and Lin-Manuel. Yeah, no, they're, 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 I mean, I, I've grown up on musical theater and I've just, I'm, I'm a huge fan, but um, yeah, it's, so that's kind of a fun outlet for me to write, you know, music with him and and write stuff that I normally probably wouldn't. Yeah. Um, and, and then I have my own Chelsea Coy moniker that I kind of release um, a little bit folky pop indie folk stuff that's not right for my band Single Girl Married Girl, which is I Americana. Hey, I love Single Girl Married Girl. I love how you guys are so pop folk. Like I. Oh. <laughs> thank you like I love I literally I love your song spark so much and it has so many streams like oh my gosh slay (laughs) yeah it's 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 getting up there I mean our our song starlight was um off that same album spark and uh for some reason it caught on it got on a a Spotify editorial playlist and like it has like 500,000 plays but that's our biggest song but um it's, it's funny it's about making art and like having nobody listen to it in your bedroom <laughs> like, oh, and like yeah. <laughs> and everyone's listened to it no I'm kidding um <laughs> can I just say like your photos on your um because I was like doing some you know I love to research my guests and even though I'm like friends with you closely I'm just like I like to look at all your uh your materials online and I have to say like literally your photos on single girl married girl you look like pink like you look so iconic like I love your hair in these photos I love your outfits like thanks no you you, you're so awesome and like that's why I trust you so much with my music and pitching it because um you know my lawyer Rachel she's always like you need to have people who are like actually your best interest in mind like pitching you and like helping you with your career and like and like promoting your music you know you want them to feel like they really have that tie to you and when I when I first started talking to you this summer I really looked into your music and stuff and I was like wow like this woman really is a true artist like you're an artist artist you know because oh thanks seriously you're you're really awesome and you're really talented and there are so many people who are like quote-unquote sellouts but you can tell you're doing the exact same thing you were doing just tailoring it a bit to sync like that's what I do I just I curse less. I don't use samples. You know, I have this certain BPM music. And I think it's good to have these challenges so you can, you know, as a songwriter, like, okay, you need to write a song within three hours. Boom, you can write a hit. You know what I mean? You need to have right. pressure. That's of pressure. Pressure makes diamonds, you know, so you can do it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so cool. yeah. 
those those fast turnarounds are actually really really exciting and fun too yeah no literally i was about to say if you ever have any custom briefs for like um hip-hop like i know you always email us like if you have anything hip-hop specific and it's like more private let me know if it's like ever like a freelance opportunity because i've been actually like submitting to a few like custom briefs recently and i'm really good i've discovered i'm really good at like quick turnaround and just like popping off on it so you know oh good okay you ever if you ever have anything come up keep me in the back of your mind for that one yes absolutely awesome. um yeah we don't get too many um quick turnarounds these days i think you know a lot uh, a lot more like two two days which to me is not <laughs> it's not quick but like it's the it's the like three hour ones or the 24 hour ones that yeah 24 you might have enough time to like put something together but um but yeah, the three-hour ones are like you can't you can't put something together. Yeah, it's almost like a challenge because like I got my producers and like I actually, you know, some producers I work with like one of my guys is in Hollywood, one of my guys is in um, Burbank, another girl I work with is in Calabasas, and another guy I work with is literally he lives in Iowa, and we just bounce everything to him. And like I love having that type of like diversity. Like I love working with different producers and different co-writers because it's so fun to have that type of like um, that just just mixing it up, you know, and it's it's really yeah. fun able to do that and um i really enjoy when you have a time limit because you really see who's on your team when it's down to the wire like who actually has the flexibility and really wants it you know absolutely yeah and to like put together a a streamlined um i guess thought in it like making it (laughs) making it come together within the like time frame is huge but like actually um focusing on what you're trying to get out of it in that time frame as well is like yeah. is huge as well because most yeah. people are just like let's just write a song quick 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 but you have to be like okay this is what the client wants this is what the brief says this is the bpm this is xyz exactly so- subject matter this is the time this is the you know um this here are words you can't use here are subjects we can't touch on you right. know right yeah, having those parameters um, actually, I feel like helps because it kind of puts it into more of a box and it's easier to bust something out quicker because you know what you can and can't use. Yeah, exactly. And like at the end of the day, it's like we all have busy days. We all are super busy people. So it's like at the end of the day, it really comes down to like, do you want this opportunity or not? And that's how you really see like who's a hustler and like what what people can whip up in the moment because of course it's easy to write an album if you have a whole year like write write and record an album but like if you are like trying to do an ep quickly or you're trying to do a song quickly and you can really see who can work quickly in the moment it's it's really cool to see all of it come together like you're saying right Mm -hmm. i love that (laughs) i know i literally love that so much and like um i guess my next question is like tell me about i always ask all my guests this you know because you listen to the show but like all my guests like they like to talk about like their childhood like I know you touched on that a bit being from SoCal where exactly are you from I'm from Anaheim I know oh yeah well you told me that because of Disney yeah you told me yeah I I went to Disneyland like every weekend when I was in junior high school I had a $99 pass which is so crazy that is crazy nowadays because our pass is I don't even want to say how much it is it's like $1,200 now it's super it's so stupid yeah, it's so crazy and stupid, but I go um, I go all the time, and I'm actually meeting with my friend next week. She wants me to become a Disney travel agent. Apparently, it's good side money. I'm like, we'll, we'll see. Oh, my gosh. You should I, totally do that. I feel it. I think you see my post. So yes, know. I do. I think I think I should. But yeah, it's so awesome. You're from Anaheim, um, Disney fam. There you go. We'll have to go sometime. We'll have to take you on our pass with us. I think yeah, that would be super it. fun. I love, I love Disney. I... Yeah, like I said, I went every weekend to junior high. I love Disney. Like, literally, let me know. Like, in the new year, no one's there. So, like, I love going then, especially. Awesome. Yeah. They block out your past during Christmas, which is absolute BS. But I know. Uh, I know. But so you're from Anaheim. So, like, you always grew up, like, did you always grow up wanting to go to USC and, like, fantasizing about being a singer-songwriter and, like, you knew (laughs) your whole life? Or did it become more, like, apparent in your teen years that you wanted to do that? Um. Yes, I I always wanted to be in entertainment in some way, whether it was acting or singing. Um, I've I grew up in a family that was like extremely musical. My parents met in a folk group in high school. Um, I- what? 
That is literally iconic. <laughs> yeah. So they, they met and sang together. Um, my dad had a band um, called Passion Sunday and he wrote music and he still writes music. Um, and what else? My, my grandparents, um, my grandpa on my dad's side went to Stanford for opera. My grandmother went to Washington and, and also um, sang and studied um, piano. Um, so yeah, music kind of runs in my family. All of my sisters, cousins, everyone sings. So we would get together for family gatherings and just like sing like, you know, Les Mis together, like in 25 part harmony. You know? that, that's um, awesome. That is incredible. <laughs> yeah. So I, like I said, I was, I'm, I really love musical theater and that's kind of what like solidified my love of music. Um, at a young age, I was going to plays with my family. Um, and so I started doing musical theater. I was in a bunch of like kids groups. I started recording um, children's music when I was six years old. Um, I would, my mom would drive me up to LA and uh, I would record like every weekend um, on these kids songs um, before kids bop was a thing. Was it like the, was it like the OG kids bop? Yes, it kind of was like we um, we sang uh, positive, uplifting songs like there was a song called Confidence and um, like the first song I ever recorded was this song called Don't Take the Color Out of Me. And it was like six year old Chelsea recording vocals in like this closet. And, like, oh my, I've got to hear this. You got it. So adorable. Oh um, but I'm yeah, so those songs were uh, primarily made. We were supposed to go on tour through like um foster homes and oh, wow um perform these songs for kids and i think we i i ended up doing it a couple times but um yeah so that was kind of how i got my start in recording and i really loved it like from a young age i loved recording i loved um you know going up to la and being so cool and like <laughs> being in the yeah. studio um, singing harmonies, singing um, solos, and uh, probably felt like such a badass. Just like I, I gotta leave school early, and they're like, "Why?" And you're like, "I have the note from my, from my mom." <laughs> yeah, my mom would my mom would take me out of school sometimes. Yes, definitely. Oh God, that is like, um, I love that for you. Yeah, and then at eight, I did my first voiceover for a TV series called Family Pictures that had Sam Neill and Angelica Houston in it. Um, so cool. It was. It was probably the best day of my life because I was like eight and I sang for 45 minutes in a professional studio in LA. And then I got paid all like all this money. And I was like, I could do this. Like this could be, this could be a thing. Um, so that's kind of where I, I started. And then through, uh, throughout, you know, my childhood and through high school and even college, like I was in a bunch of performing groups. I did young Americans, which is, um, a, a singing and dancing and performing arts group that is um, around, you know, people from all over the world come to be a part of it. Um, and then I did musical theater and uh, show choir in high school. And then I, when I went to USC, I did music business and that's kind of where my songwriting started. Um, He's great for that. Like, I really met everybody who brought me to my level I'm at now and brought me my MTV show, my Facebook watch show, like all my career kind of momentum uh, accumulated at USC, I'd say. Right. Yeah. And, and you meet so many great people. And I'm still friends with a, a ton of uh, people that I went to school with. So I was saying I'm about to go to the studio with, with my main guy from USC. It's awesome. Yeah. And you, you'll see, like, as I know you're you're a recent grad, but um, a more recent grad than me. Um, yeah. But you'll see, like, in 10 years, your friends will be, like, you know, leading empires in, in the entertainment industry. And it's kind of amazing to watch people, like, grow and become these cool fucking things. <laughs> I, I literally love that. And it's super iconic. And, like, um, I would say that there are so many cool people I went to school with. And, like... It's, it's actually kind of sad. A lot of them went into, like, entertainment, like, um, uh, like what's the word to use? Party planning or, like, um, being, you know, on a different side of things just because of how COVID really affected our generation. Yeah. And it was really sad because I saw a lot of people who, like, wanted to be, like, you know, the lead TV film, you know, um, lit head at 
CAA or something, you know what I mean, work their way up, but then they didn't get those opportunities. But like all my music friends I see moving up because that's stuff you could do from your house and stuff. So it right. is actually crazy to think about those of us who graduate in 2020. And maybe slowly they'll move over to that side of the industry. But there's so many people I've caught up with where they'll come, they came to my residency, the Viper Room, where they, you know, we'd meet for drinks and they'd be like, wow, Amanda, like you're doing a lot. Like you have your own production company, you're in music, da da da. Like I'm literally like doing event planning. I'm like, like, like so many of them are doing event planning. And I'm like, that's, that's awesome. Like it seems like a money, but it just seems like so many people had to give up on their dreams because of stupid fucking COVID. So, you know, it's, <laughs> you know, it just sucks. It's, it's crazy. It's like so weird. Like, the last three months of school was was a COVID, so it was right. Yeah, I do not envy those that have had to go to school, um, especially college during COVID. I'm yeah, I'm so sorry, and I I feel very grateful that I had a a great experience at USC without oh, yeah. you know no a my pandemic. Totally great. It was only the last. I feel bad for like whoever was a freshman during COVID. Like I was I was a senior then, so it was really only the last three months. So I didn't really mind. I was like, hey, like. It's easier to do it all online. That's fine. But like, you know what I mean? Seriously. It was whoa. And there was no finals. So I was like, oh, fuck. Yeah, it was just like uh, projects. So I was like, so happy. But um, yeah, no, it is really cool to see everyone turning into these, as you said, amazing fucking things. And they, you know, kind of blossom into who they, they wanted to become. And like, I love reconnecting with my classmates. I love I, I can't go to all the events because I'm really busy, like as same as you. But whenever I have time to go to like Trojan Entertainment Network events or like um, you know, any sort of event that's like alumni related whenever I have time, I love to be able to reconnect with people or meet people from even like other generations of alum alumni. Right. Yeah. Cool. I need to get more involved in that. <laughs> yeah, too. I just like since I moved to Malibu, it's just been like I'm so removed, but like that's what's honestly helped my songwriting and my career is like I literally have my office at home. So like I just work from here and I'm like, whenever I send you music, hey, here's the new song, boom. I'm always on to the next song or on to the next project. And like, I can really streamline everything like you were saying. And right. I think I lived in Hollywood. I felt so disconnected from who I am because I didn't have any nature around me. I didn't have any ability to like get outside, like get moving, you know, it would just be like drive to the gym, drive home, like drive to the studio. And it was just always like car based, but I feel like out here I can hike. I can, you know, really experience nature. I literally am sitting at my desk. I'm looking at like palm trees and like, like, <laughs> And you know what I mean? I love it. I really yeah. love it. it. We're lucky in California to have like the best of all the worlds. You know, they're, it, within like an hour's drive, you can be at the beach or the mountains or on a hiking trail or, you know. No, literally, it's the best. And you live, where do you live again? I'm in Echo Park. The Echo Park, they have good nature and you they have good, they have good places to get, kind of get away. I was living on Hollywood Boulevard. Which yeah, is... I, I do go to Griffith Park a bunch and like, yeah, yeah, just try to go to the east side, like Pasadena and do do walks in the neighborhood. Yes, Pasadena. Oh, my gosh. So my fiance, Jordan, used to live in Pasadena and we loved it. We were actually trying to move there before Malibu, but it never worked out. The prices there are crazy. I know. I know. I'm very mad because I want to move there. <laughs> I love your stories on Instagram, by the way. Everyone go follow her at not so coy. She's all awesome. thanks. <laughs> <laughs> I love your stories where you post like the, the mid-century design stuff because I'm like, oh my God, like you were meant to live in Palm Springs or something. I know. I wish. I mean, it's so crazy to me that like, I don't know, 20 years ago, Palm Springs was not the place. Like it was just it was not it. And now dead. Like, oh, and now like cool. in the recent like 10 years, it's become thriving and I'm so happy because people finally caught on but um I should have bought something <laughs> I know right that's how I always feel I'm like oh sh I should have <laughs> no literally <laughs> like um so Jordan's a realtor he works with Coldwell Banker and he's really trying to build up his career so that we can sell property so we can buy property because I'm like I want to do investment property I want to live in a nice house I want to you know I'm only 26 aspirations you know because yeah of course exactly like especially as musicians and artists you know we have to look out for ourselves for our financial future. I actually just had, um, I don't know if you know um, uh, Iggy Soul. Do you know him? Mm -mm. He, his real name's Igmar Thomas. He works with like Miss Lauren Hill and like a lot of huge celebrities. He just came on my show a few weeks ago and he was saying like, artists need to have that type of basically fallback financially so that we can keep making our music. So whether that's investments, whether that's, you know, renting out property, whatever it is, um, you know, we need to be focused on that because we're not going to be able to just always predict our income. It's, it's all very dependent upon the flux of like 
placements and like touring and like um you know streams and all of that and it's just crazy and the industry right. crazier and crazier but yeah i bring that up because he's really famous he's a huge composer and maestro and all of that and he's like i can barely afford to pay bills and like i'm like renting out this place and it's gonna help me and i'm like exactly that's how you need to do it right yeah you gotta be smart yeah. build your asset portfolio i know my husband and i are you know talking with people right now like financial planning because yeah you never know um what the future holds and talking with advisors what you're talking with advisors from like a bank yes yeah yeah <laughs> that's smart no i need yeah to because yeah we need to start planning because it's so hard especially in this industry and like to financially plan for whatever's gonna happen is kind of crazy and i'm really lucky that like I work as an influencer, you know, I do a million things. I do this podcast. I work as an influencer. I work as a social media manager. I work as a full-time musician. And on top of that, I'm also a playboy bunny. So I do it all. And, um, you know, it's, it's like every income fluctuates per month. So that's what allows me to cover my bills, like doing so many things, you know? Right. Yeah. Yeah. I think think you started 206 with your friends because you have to be able to rely on people. Like every producer I work with, you know, we have to be able to rely on each other. Otherwise, there's just going to be a huge falling out. Like, you have to be able to be on the same page as that person. Otherwise, you're not going to be able to, you know, efficiently make the work happen. Oh, my God. Yes, totally. I mean, my I I feel like I'm the weakest link in 206 because... Girls are not. <laughs> no, but hear no me one out. Is. Hear me out. Lauren is just this ridiculous person that, like, never sleeps. We always laugh because she's, like, she's addicted to coffee, but she, like, does so much like she has like 15 monikers and she gets placements like three times a week and like she's crazy she does um like all of our if you've seen our website which is amazing by the way you should check it out um what i said your website really rocks yeah she she did it all she coded it and she put it all together and like she did our portal um um, now you can like log in as an artist on our portal and like submit things um so, yeah, I owe it all to her. Um, Alex is also, like, amazing, and he is great with words, and he's also, um, he he's really, like, diligent about contracts and, um, like, the law stuff of, like, side of things. And so... Yeah, exactly. I have my two, like, like <laughs> co- co-owners that are just so great in, like, things that I'm not so great in. Um, yeah. So I just, like, I'm really grateful for that. No, that's awesome. And like you, Alex, Lauren, they're all awesome. Please tell them how much I love what they do. And like, I've never actually got to speak to them, but tell them, tell them I say hi. <laughs> I will. They're and, like currently working on yeah. briefs as oh, I'm so awesome. No, I remember trying to coordinate them onto the show and there's like, they're nonstop. It's like, that's just how it goes. And like, I think it's so awesome. I love the miscellaneous submission link. I always submit my new music there. I always email you guys and like, you guys always get back to me so quickly. You're like, oh, we want this or like send this. And like, I think it's so good. You're so on top of everything because that's where a lot of people, um, you know, stuff, stuff gets lost in the sauce. If you're not organized and you don't have a good website and everything, but you guys have such a good website. Like everything is so coordinated perfectly. You know, you have your schedule A, you can look at it. You have all of your, your things that you can um, basically uh, review on the dashboard as an artist. And I think that's what's so awesome is you can see, you know what's going on in the back end and what's been licensed or what you guys represent for me and stuff and i think that's really awesome that you have that type of uh that type of that type of portal. web yeah, portal, <laughs> portal system i don't know what to say yeah no it's it's really honestly to help us because we get so many submissions and it's very like that's why if you don't hear from us right away it's just because we are working on like everything we don't have yeah. interns we don't have any employees so it's just kind of like it's the three of us and we get you know briefs every week that we have to fill um right away so sometimes songs sit in our inbox for a while but we'll get to them it's just i know i know like other companies like crucial music they it takes them like three months to even get back to you when you submit a song so i don't feel too bad but (laughs) but yes we are working all the time always look through it and like i actually applied to the feature release for new music friday because i just dropped criminal misfit which you guys should stream on all platforms criminal Woo. Misfit. Woo. and uh, i submitted that so you guys should check it out for new music friday awesome okay yeah <laughs> you guys i think 
the best. Like you, you're just so on top of it. You give artists so many opportunities. Like, yeah, like I was literally talking to my lawyer. She's like, you can't work with Christian music because this is their whatever uh, contracts and whatnot. Like there's so many places I can't work with just because they don't work. Like you guys work really ethically. And like, there's a lot of places I'm not going to name, but like, you know what I mean? Like you guys, you guys work in such a specific way that really helps the artists. And like, there's a reason I work with you guys over other people. Like, and I, I have, like I said, I work with Unicorn Sync and like, I'm looking for more places. Like you, you right. to me as a mentor, like, Hey, you should go with more places. Like, you know, won't hurt my feelings. You can get more placements, you know? And I think that's important. And yeah. Have- well, I, I also have my music in multiple places just because everyone has different contacts and you never know who is going to get the sync for you like you know i i have yet to get a sync with my own company i i've only gotten my placements through outside places so it's just kind of a crapshoot on your i guess your your networking and (laughs) literally no it it really is like it's crazy (laughs) i hear you um (laughs) do you work with crucial any of those places because they always don't get back to me or they get back to me with contracts i can't even use yeah, so um, Crucial won't update their contract. Like that's yeah, that's, that, the- that's their contract. Um, yeah, it yeah. So uh, they do retitle on the back end, which just means that you know, in your PRO, they're going to retitle the song so that they can take a cut of your publishing. Yeah, which we don't do. Um, except which we are. I love you, which is. Why- <laughs> We are actually starting a new thing called Originals, which is like handpicked, hand-selected people that we've gone to to kind of like pair them up with people um, to make exclusive songs with us so that we can release, um, you know, EPs uh, exclusively and hopefully get different opportunities for those. Um, but yeah, we're, we're doing publishing on those, but the the upfront fee is a little bit less than what we normally take. So it kind of- But that's smart, up. Chelsea, because you give different options to different people. And like, that's why you're going to be a huge company. And like, <laughs> I see how it's growing. And like, it's, you know, you're just like, um, I guess I could compare it to someone like the Recording Academy, where like, they're really trying to be fair to artists and they're really trying to like advocate for artists because- of course, there's different opportunities and everyone can do different things with their music, right? But you really right. want to make sure that everyone has their, understands what their rights are and understands like what the deal is and that there are different options for different people. Right. I feel like it's, it's, you should be transparent. Like people shouldn't be taking 60% of your song, like, and they shouldn't be, I don't know, uh, taking back end as well. Like that's, we don't make a lot of money as artists. So we should be um their deals <laughs> that is literally straight up predatory like straight up <laughs> literally um yes i hear you it's like it's crazy and like they just they just take so much and for me i'm the same way as you where i'm like i want to be fair to everybody like i never want anyone coming on my show or anyone working with me to feel like they're being scammed or something like i always make sure everything's fair for everybody and that's the, that's the way to do it and that's why people continue to do business with people like me and you because they understand that you're a fair and good person you know there's mm-hmm. so many places I've done business with where I'm like I will literally never work with you again like big mistake you know yeah you kind of you you have to kind of um try your hand at different things and see what works for you I did a lot of exclusive deals not a lot but I did like I put three songs into exclusive deals for you know a couple years and then nothing yielded from them and I never you know, you don't get like updates from most of these places. So it's kind of like, I'm going to take it back and I'm going to pitch it myself. Yeah, literally like that's, that's so smart. And like, um, you know, I'm really close to my lawyer, Rachel and a lot of other mentors I have, like including you and people who are always like advising me and like, everyone's always like, yeah, like never do exclusive because they're just going to take advantage of you. And I feel that that's like why I don't have a manager right now. Like I'm, self-managed my fiance helps me a lot you you could say he manages me on some level but um (laughs) so many managers who have just taken advantage of me and they're basically saying well we're gonna take this much money out of your pocket and we're gonna claim we're doing stuff and we're not so that's what those type of situations that's that reminds me of exclusive deals it's like well we're gonna take control of this and you don't have any rights to this right now until this is placed but you know we'll do it at our own pace now after they you know try to woo you in the pitch and stuff and they're like oh we'll pitch you every day we'll do this and that and like i've just seen so much of that side of the industry that it really turned me off of like exclusive or like management and that type of stuff that's why i have an acting and modeling agent that's why i work with people like you unicorn sync i'm trying to get more people like that who like actually understand like okay this woman amanda's an artist she's trying to make money like you know she's working on stuff she'll send it when it's ready and We'll see what we can do with it. You know, that's really the only way to work in this industry. And I think that's the best way to operate and not just 
blindly trust like random organizations to push you and the, you know they're gonna basically bullshit you that they're gonna do all this stuff for you and they're, they're not right <laughs> right i'm just so sick and tired of that which is why 206 is such a breath of fresh air you're such a breath of fresh air like you're so honest you're like we can't use this song or we can use this song like like the feedback is just great where it's like just direct like i don't care if it's yes or no i just want to know so i know like how to adapt my music so I can get more, you know, songs in your catalog, et cetera, et cetera. Like, I think right. that's important to understand. Yeah. And some artists really can't take um, criticism or feedback. Like, I am that person who wants the constructive criticism. Like, I am that person who wants notes. You know what I mean? Well, it's always good to want the notes because, yes, we are in this industry to succeed. And the only way to succeed is by making things that people want to consume um, in all areas. Um, whether it's film, whether you're a director or whether you're a singer songwriter or, you know, you want people to consume your art. So the feedback is huge. <laughs> no, literally it is huge. And I think some people aren't ready for it. And it's like, I guess I don't listen to this show. If you're trying to get into sync, like if you're not, don't have a thick skin, like don't get into this industry. Like I was talking <laughs> on my podcast the other day with someone else and they were like, yo, like you should not get into music if you're just in it for the money. Cause you'll always be disappointed time after time. And I'm like, exactly. Like, you can only be in the music industry if it's your passion, like if it's what you love to do, because otherwise you're just wasting your time and wasting everyone's time and money, you know, wasting time in the studio, wasting, wasting money on equipment, all this stuff. You have to be focused on why you're in this industry and see why, you know, this song's better than this song and understand at least sort of objectively what's 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 going on in the industry and, and trying to adapt to that rather than just like being super stubborn. Because I know so many artists like that or people who I've had big falling outs with and they're like, well, I don't want to do sync. That's corny as fuck. Like, I'm not doing that. It's like, okay, then you don't got to work with me. You know what I mean? <laughs> I just think there's a lot of jealous people and like people see me getting opportunities and they're upset. And like, I, I guess my advice to people who are in that position is like, just don't worry about people who are jealous because the right people will want to help you and be on your team. Yeah, there's a, yes, exactly. And, and like everyone, like you said, there's enough room for everyone's different. There's enough room. We can all, we can all succeed. Yes. <laughs> And I don't know why not enough people get that. Like, I think it's so great that you're so focused on like getting other artist placements and also doing all your different monikers and also, you know, going to these events and networking, like you're really on top of it. And it, you kind of have to be left brain and right brain is what they taught us at USC. Like you really have to be creative and business if you want to succeed, because if you're just one or the other, you're just going to end up being like, you know, uh, attached to people who, who are in charge of you in the sense like of what you're going to do next, because you don't know how to do one or the other. You have to stay, stay, stay centered and do both. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you do have to wear a shit ton of hats and wear a million. <laughs> it wasn't like that, you know, 40 years ago, it wasn't like that 20 years ago. Um, but nowadays you have to do everything, whether it's you know, marketing, you have to write, you have to produce, you have to um, do your social media. I mean, you, you can hire people to do these things, but that gets super expensive. So yeah, if you're able to do all of them yourself, that is a huge coup. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yes. That is so true. And like, well, <laughs> like I meet a lot of people and this is no shade again. I feel like I throw so much shade on this podcast or tea or whatever, but like, I guess no shade, but also tea. Um, super <laughs> Uh, uh, like, you know, I meet a lot of people who like, they're really famous or they have a ton of IG followers and they're like, oh my God, we should totally rap together. That'd be so cool, man. And they like, don't really understand. Like, no, now you need a PRO. Now you need, you know, you need to have your copyrights in place. You need to have your, you know, um, you need to have your, your distributor. You need to have all this stuff. They just think like you show up and you do a rap and then you leave and you make a ton of money. It's like, that's not how that works. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> That's it. like 101. I feel like you have to have that shit like the before you even do anything. <laughs> no, that's literally like before you prepare for anything. Yeah. Uh, and some people don't know what a PRO is. And I've I've worked with them before. And I feel like that's really unfortunate because there are so many talented people in this world. And that's going back to, to what I said before about a lot of people don't follow through. And this is one of the things they don't follow through with. <laughs> Yeah, literally, they do not like and I think there's like, and again, like, I love my friends who want to rap with me or they like think it's fun or like cool bits like, yo, like it is so much work. Like so many people don't realize how much work we put in as artists. Right? <clears throat> yeah, it is a lot of work. And and it's a lot of back end work and like, not the fun stuff that you don't. want. To yeah. Do. Well, like, and I'm pretty open about this, like the guy who produced Criminal Misfit, like I had a huge falling out with him and like, 
I basically, this is really messed up, but I basically had to, like, trick him into giving me all the stems. Like, I paid him for everything, but, like, he didn't want to give me the stems. And I was like, I paid you for these. Like, it was work for hire. And I was like, like, literally, I had to, like, find a way to, like, say, oh, I need this and that. And then I got the stems and stuff, and I was, like, planning the release. And he's like, he's just, like, trash talking me, dude. He was just like, oh, you're going to sink. That's so corny. Like, I don't want to be associated with you. I'm like, that's fine. The song is done. I, ha- I paid you for everything. I have everything. Like, don't worry about me. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, like, it's yeah. Like unbelievable the way some people act once once they see you're actually like trying to go for opportunities, you know? Yeah. It's crazy. It, I, I mean think people now, like people who get it and they want to go fifty fifty on stuff and they wanna do the one stop, they wanna do the splits, they wanna do everything, you know. Right, right. And yeah. I, I like I do have friends that still say like don't don't say the word sink. Like <laughs> and I'm like, but okay. So <laughs> like people that are precious about their art and I get it because I single girl married girl for me is that like, I'm not writing those songs to be sinkable. Like I haven't, you know, I'm not making that for, for money, but, um, but right. if it works for sync, great. Um, no, but that's... yeah, I, I do have a lot of friends in the art world that are like, Oh, like they look at me funny when I'm like, Oh yeah, I own a licensing agency, but I'm sorry. There's no other ways to make money these days. Like, are you going to make money? On streams? Let's talk about something real. You just brought up a big point, Chelsea. The fact that Spotify just announced that it's unclear whether artists with less than 500,000 monthly listeners will be making any money at all anymore. They just announced that in their press conference a few days ago. And yeah. they're dropping the Spotify rap. They're dropping this and that. They're so about artists, artists. No, you're not about artists. I love Spotify. That's, that's the streaming service I use. But come on, we're already paid half a cent per stream. You know, what am I supposed to do? Of course, I'm getting into syncable music licensing industry. Of course, you know. Yeah, it's <laughs> it's a it's a shit show out there. We just gotta. I mean, I feel like we're all just yeah in the wild west, and we're like yeah. Well, that's why I'm our way. <laughs> this um this this EP thing because apparently you know I've been talking to Mandisa Henry. I've been talking to Eric Ziegler. And, you know, they're really interested in commissioning songs for me for Rap Shit HBO and a lot of different shows. And, like, that's, you know, to me is networking and relationship building and knowing what the trends are. That's so much more important than trying to just get clout online and get streams, you know? That's not going to pay you, you know? You need to make relationships with the people who are the, the decision makers or who work for the decision makers. And then you can kind of move from there, you know, move from a place of trust with these people that they get you, you know? Right. And, and and big news that's good you know <laughs> big news and you know for those people that are anti-sync um look at like kate bush and her streams have gone uh, up like 400 <laughs> percent. literally no like four million percent dude like yeah. <laughs> like and also like my question for everyone who doesn't like sync it's like why is it because do you find and this i'm not gonna say this producer's name and i don't i didn't attach him to the song but to this producer, if you're listening to this, which you probably are because you stalk me on socials all the time, why does it make you so mad that someone's trying to make money off of their music that they put so much money and blood, sweat, and tears into? What is rubbing you the wrong way about someone needing to profit and get some sort of income off of their art? <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? It's like if streams paid $5 a stream, we wouldn't be talking right now, you know? <laughs> right. Yeah. Like, no, it's, for it's, sure. It's like, like CDs back in the day, you know? I think it's, I, I, like I said that, you know, in the industry 10 years ago, even like it was considered like gross to be in sync and to like sell your music for money. Um, like I remember Wilco being like dragged through the dirt for giving their song to like Apple or something, um, like a big, um, Oh, remember you too. Everyone dragged you too through the dirt. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's like cool. Well, you tell me a better way to fund my art because obviously office streams. You let me know. Hit me up. <laughs> yeah. Like, do you want to continue listening to my music? If so, you'll let me do the things I need to do in order to make that happen. <laughs> no, and literally, like, you're the person who has like, um, you know, obviously I signed an NDA with you, so I'm not going to talk about like the opportunities, but you have opportunities for huge events or huge commercials or huge shows. And you're just like sending them out. Like, of course, 95% is like totally stuff I can't submit to. But like when it is a good submission, I email you specifically. Like, hey, I submitted. I want you to know, like, I think it's good to be like really proud of your music. And it's good to be really direct with the people you work with. And it's good to have that type of um, ambition about, you know, stuff you've created that's appropriate for sync. I don't get people who don't 
respect it. And honestly, it doesn't matter because they're just jealous at the end of the day because they don't have a company like you have or they don't have a library like I have. And they're just very um, salty that they can't execute on that level. <laughs> <laughs> I love that word. <laughs> They're salty. Well, in my in one of my songs, I say they salty because of sticky sweet, expensive presidential sweet. There you go. So you know they're salty though. They are. They're really mad that you're successful. And I think that's ultimately like um the downfall of the music industry so far is like that people are so salty and greedy and like that's why the streams are this way. But you know those people like us who are super resourceful go into licensing and go into partnerships with other artists because we understand that's the future. Right. And yeah. We can control the industry, you know, I guess to close up the podcast, you know, like you're, we're not, not to sound like the whole, you know, thing people say on social media where it's like, Oh, well you think saying nothing's going to help or you say, think saying something's going to help. Well, nothing will, you know, you're just one person. Like, how are you going to change the industry? But at the end of the day, you know, two people or three people aren't going to change the industry. It's like more about how can you, make it work for yourself and make your own, you know, make your own path in the industry. Like I'm not delusional. I don't think one podcast or whatever, one, you know, song's going to change the industry. But I, I think that having the right perspective and being able to look out for your own opportunities is definitely really important. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, that was kind of a roundabout way of saying like, you know, basically fuck how the industry is running right now. I'm trying to find my own ways to make income. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's through you. It's cool. It's cool that like, you know, you guys actually listen to my music and you sign my songs. Like obviously not every song is going to be a banger and not every song is going to be right for your catalog, but you actually give it a fair chance. You're not just like these people who take like a year to get back to you and they're like, Oh, sorry. We, we only work with the beat makers. You know what I mean? Right. Right. Don't yeah. wait to say that to you. Oh my God. Like we were texting the other day about all these places I've applied to. And it's like, I'm not going to put any of them on blast. Well, a lot of them are like, oh, we're exclusive. We take 90, you get 10. Like, since you're a new artist, it's like, um, I'm good. What? Yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> no, I just won't. I just won't, like, settle for less, honestly, Chelsea. Like, I, I only work with people like you, Elaine, um, a lot of other people who I work with, like, independently who just, you know, I'm just working on wor work with people like you guys because you get it and you want the success for the artists because you yourself are artists, you know? Right. You get yeah. it. You're from the you're working from the inside out, which is a smart way to do it. <laughs> from the inside out, yes. We 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 are trying. <laughs> no, you're doing, girl. Yes. LA meetup. I saw the New York meetup. I was like, you guys need an LA meetup. I know we will do one soon. Um, I'll be there. New York was New York was just because we were in in New York for Mondo, and that was oh, great. Yeah. But um, that was yeah. awesome. what watch you guys on social media. That was awesome. <laughs> it looked really cool it was fun yeah i liked it i liked i like seeing your guys's posts you guys should post like every day like that easier <laughs> said than done right i really liked i was like oh look they're at this part oh look they're here <laughs> we try we try <laughs> uh, yeah, i mean you do i think you're mm -hmm. really awesome and i guess to close out the show um what where do you see yourself in five to ten years and then i have one more question after that Oh, yeah. <laughs> yes. Um, well, I see us gaining even more placements in, in five to 10 years. I would love to, like, be able to solely um, rely on income from 206 and not have an outside job. Um, and what, have an outside job? I thought you just do music as well. Yeah, I, I work remotely for a company in New York. Um so I do that as well. Um, hence why I'm always like crazy uh, running around like a chicken with my head cut off. Um, but yes, I would love to make enough money to from 206 that I can just um, work on music because, you know, it's not really work when you when you love it. Um, as you should. Yeah. And make I, I would love to have like a even bigger catalog maybe make like 50 more songs per year for the next five years um 50? yeah oh my gosh that's awesome yeah when I started I was making about that much but then I kind of during the pandemic I kind of fizzled out and I was like I'm not doing this anymore but I would love to just write write 50 maybe not get them produced but write 50 songs per year that's that's a pretty doable thing um that's and yeah, wait, that's like one song per week. That's crazy. Yeah, that is. 
right? I'm Did trying to make um, a six-song EP every four months. I mean, every three months, excuse me. So that's 24 songs. So it's, it's slowly moving up. Yeah. Well, I mean, for you, it's like you want finished songs. I just kind of want to, like, write more songs. So. Yeah, you should write for, like, um, Grammy-winning artists. Like, you're such a good songwriter. Oh, thank you. I really appreciate should. that. You really um, should. So, like, like a, a queen to another queen. Like, you're very talented. And, like, <laughs> I totally hear you. Sorry for interrupting your five to ten year goal, by the way. But, like, no. I, I am in the same boat because I work a day job as a social media manager. And it's so draining. And, like, you're trying to you're trying to just pour into every cup of everything you do from, like, podcasts and music to acting to modeling. Da, 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 da. It's just, like, it's so much. That's, so like, I can't wait till I can just live off of, like, like you said, like, live off of my animation company, live off of my placements, live off of um, my music. You know, that's the goal. Right. Right. You were yeah. saying, live off of 206, no job. Opportunities. That's what I want. Yeah. Um, that's what actually what we discussed last night at this uh, meetup that I went to for film and TV. Um, and yeah, that was kind of the theme for everyone. Like, what do we want to see in 2024? Um, more opportunities and like self-love and yes, yeah. <laughs> uh, like, I need to be more self-compassionate, like literally planning this trip to Mexico. I'm like, I can't leave because I have this and that. And I have this podcast. It's like, no, I literally need to like take some time for myself. Like at least yeah. we're going to be there for six days. I'm like, okay, like obviously I still have like my day job, like to do stuff in the morning. I could like stack it. And like, I've been like pre-working so I can like get, you know how it goes. Like, like kind of like trying to front load so I can get the rest done like minimally. But you know, I, I think it's important to take time for yourself because I'm always like, no, no, I got to get in the studio. So mail this up to a six. No, I got to do this. It's like, no, okay. You need to like, Take a minute, chill out. <laughs> like I think, right. I think I'm on the verge of burnout. Like, like honestly, I feel like right now I am on that, I am on the mountaintop, and the burnout is about to happen. And I'm like, okay, I need to like step away. Like Christmas is coming; it's all good. Like, right. Live a week in Mexico. What are your plans for Christmas? Uh, since my family's here, I'll just be heading down to Orange County and Love spending that. the day. But I'm gonna take some time off from my day job and try to work on some music and uh, get my shit together before the end of the year <laughs> yes yes I know me too and like I'm already working so I just finished my new song beauty affair um two days ago it is such a good song you're gonna like shit your pants when you hear this song Chelsea you'll be like wait this is you like I have the energy <laughs> on this song and then I'm working on my new song tropical breeze right now with some other really big artists so it's really exciting and it's really cool it's like it's right like it's sweet to work on cool stuff i'm like i can't wait to hear what you work on over the break send me some demos i'd love to hear it yeah will do <laughs> yeah well i can't wait to hear all that from you and i think honestly you'll reach your goals like you will like it's really doable like you have your own company it's like me with our animated series which i've not even talked to you about yet or shown you but we're in talks with disney animation so it's a really big deal and um my my fiance jordan and i have um owned this production company for about five years and we are um we have a webtoon and we are looking to make it into a tv show and i always say like i want to live off of that i want to live off my music and i want to live off of my creations essentially and i think it is doable if you constantly like you said work your day job so you can afford your bills and then you kind of shift it over that way you know right yeah because some people just think oh i'm just gonna like hustle 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 but it's like well first you need to actually yeah. the money to pay the bills otherwise those get in debt that's true yeah, yeah. you need <laughs> you need to pay your bills that's yeah. an important really life good. lesson <laughs> it's really good that you're doing that you're doing that and i can't wait to see I really can't wait to see um, what you do with, with everything. And I'm really looking forward to seeing every single song that comes out. And I really respect you and appreciate you. And I feel like, well, we met, we met for a reason. Um, and not to be like super cheesy, but like you ha are really, really talented and you really, um, I really appreciate that. Like you've, you've kept your word with what you said when you signed me, which is like, I love your music. I want to get it placed. And like, I know there's not always the right place for it, but like, I know that when the opportunities come up for like girl hip hop, girl rap, girl pop rap, you know, you're always like pitching me. So it means a lot that you're always on the lookout for me. Like seriously. Yeah, of course. I mean, yeah. shit, it behooves us. It, it benefits us both. Let's, like I said, rising tide lifts all ships. So. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. That's how we do it. And uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing everything that comes. And do you want to plug it? Before you hop off yeah likewise let's go <laughs> um i well i have a show coming up in a couple weeks but i'm not am, is this airing 
This is airing later. This is airing much later, so you're good. Okay. Well, um, twelve sixteen. If it airs before then, great. If not, cool. Oh, I thought you meant um, like show. I was like, oh, you could say whatever. I was like, oh no. <laughs> but yeah, I have a I have a show coming up um, in LA. So in downtown LA, it's a um, songwriter like round Nashville style thing with um, three other women artists that. Um, it's called Lady Lyricists, so that should be fun. Um, and then in the new year, we plan to um, record for Single Girl Married Girl two new songs and hopefully release them at some point in 2024 or 2025. So, Wow. I'm so excited to hear all of it. Oh, yeah. I literally cannot wait. I'm super pumped. Oh, thanks. <laughs> oh my gosh, I you're still it. Can't wait for everything to come. Um, I'm really, really, really excited for you. I'm really happy for you. And it's super just rewarding to see that, like, someone who actually is pitching my music has actual success. Like, there I've seen so many people who just, like, say they can do stuff for me and they can't. Or, like, you know, they say there's someone that they aren't. And, like, I literally see you every day, like, moving with, like, such confidence. And, like, I see all the opportunities you get yourself and all of your artists you represent. And it's so cool to see all of it unfolding. Yeah. For real. You. You're the real deal. And that's so <laughs> rare in Hollywood, especially. Thank you. Oh, it's, Yeah. We're just, we're human. We're all human. We gotta, Facts. we gotta stay human and humble, right? We gotta stay human. We gotta stay humble. I think it's so important to stay real with, with those who, you know, you're with and those who you're around. And I think that I really love your energy because of that. Um, and that, you know, you did a great job on this show, obviously. And I can't wait for everyone to hear this. And yeah, keep in touch. Um, I'll be sending you the new mix tonight. Hopefully the new mix and master. So I'll, I'll cool. let you all right well great having you on the show and i hope you have a great rest of your day thank you too thanks you too thanks for having me thanks for coming on peace okay bye